0: grace and peace family. This is Apostle Kayyem Shepherd coming live and direct to you live from the Watchman's Corner. This is the Watchman's Alert and I'm excited to be coming to you from our uh, second episode of the Watchman's Alert. And so I'm just going to briefly, just for a few minutes, I want to talk to you about what is a 21st century apostle? What does 21st century apostolic leadership look like. So we have what's been called the apostolic reformation, and it and it came. It's been in effect since the mid 1990s, and what it did, it it, it, it kind of signaled the end of. Identifying Christian movements just by denominations. We still have denominations, but with that, there was a new emphasis on visionary leaders in the body of Christ known to function within the fivefold ministry gifts. That's the gift of the apostle, according to Ephesians 4 and 11. The Bible says that. Uh, When Christ ascended, he gave gifts to men. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some uh, evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And see, these apostolic leaders have had a demand upon them to evolve and improve in regards to the best practices, emotional maturity, and leadership style. Are you following me? So the following are a few of the characteristics of this, uh, I guess you would call it this apostolic profile. One of the things the 21st century apostolic uh, apostolic leaders do is they integrate the message of integrity with the message of the kingdom, uh, right? see the the new apostolic leaders celebrate the christ-like characteristics of of not this hierarchy thing no nobody's pouring you no juice it's the characteristic of simplicity humility and personal transformation not just cultural engagement and societal transformation it's personal transformation in your own personal lives Uh, and, and so in light of the leadership scandals in the past decades that we've seen everywhere uh Uh, 21st century apostles realized that we can't have the latter without the former. Another thing that we realize is we are not ecumenical. What do I mean? We collaborate with the church. Uh, Are you understanding? So we do not espouse the old world Protestant or Catholic divide. The cultural wars against religious freedoms have taught us one thing, we have to, in the body of Christ, we have to come together. And these leaders are among those uh, who are advocating for greater collaboration and cross-pollinization. What do I mean by that? One church or one leader cannot change the dynamics of sin, the dynamics of poverty, the the dynamics of illiteracy, the dynamics of uh, disenfranchisement, the dynamics of racism, the dynamics of dilapidation in a community, a city, or a region without compromising their distinct theological beliefs. We have to be a unified church in order to do that. We have to collaborate. So this collaboration also includes forging new partnerships with intentional ethnic diversity no 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 you just can't partner with people who look like you we have to have kingdom partnership with folk that just don't look like us but we're united by the blood are y'all hearing me we also do not focus on ecclesial titles are y'all hearing me we don't focus on ecclesial titles a lot unlike a lot of leaders in the past new apostolic leadership, we don't depend uh, on you calling us apostle or any other ecclesial title. We don't need titles to validate or identify our ministry. Our ministry is identified by function. Are y'all hearing us? And so we believe the fruit of our ministry and the influence speaks louder than just titles. Another thing is we espouse apostolic government with an egalitarian spirit. What do I mean by that? The book of Acts and the epistles clearly give models of local churches that are under the oversight of apostolic leadership. Even with a closer reading of those narratives, it reveals uh, New Testament apostles urge church leaders to adopt the uh, egalitarian approach uh, with the servant's heart, humility, and self-sacrifice, right? So a top-down uh, autocratic leadership approach in which the apostles imposed their will on the congregants was not the biblical norm, like what we see in the day, where the apostles are here and those that are in the congregation are beneath them. No, that's not biblical. Even in a crisis, Paul, the apostle, pleaded with the leaders to do the right thing and remove the immoral person from among them in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, where the man was reported to him. Uh, to as be sleeping with his father's wife. See, Jesus said that the Roman leadership approach of lording over their subjects was not the way of the kingdom. In Mark chapter 10, verse 42 through 45, Jesus said the greatest leaders are the ones who serve. Amen? Amen so the new apostolic leaders are going to have to uh move more away from the heavy-handed style of past generations to more of an uh egalitarian approach with a bottom-up strategy that employs teams to accomplish kingdom purposes no the one-man show don't work no more you have to have teams that you send to accomplish kingdom purposes, amen? That's the only way we're gonna see societal transformation in a region, in a city. You're gonna have to uh, uh, employ teams and send them, amen? Next, uh, new apostolic 21st century leaders identify not only with church and marketplace leaders, they identify with both. Amen? The new apostolic leader understands that the kingdom of God engages both marketplace and ecclesial leadership. Yes. So consequently, we partner with marketplace leaders and uh, other leaders with an apostolic call to society who are committed to seeing kingdom influence. We have to have kingdom influence uh, in the marketplace. Right? Right? And so in general, these, these marketplace leaders do not necessarily have to have any ecclesial titles in order to be effective. Uh, OK, let me give you some Bible. In early church leadership, in the church at Antioch, in Acts 13, it involved the businessman that was savvy with real estate. His name was Barnabas. Look at Acts 4 and 36, and a politician named Mannion. Not just the career religious leader, Paul. Y'all better get some Bible study in. So contemporary apostolic leadership has got to be sophisticated enough to understand that ecclesial leadership alone is not enough to bring lasting change to both the church and the culture. They have to be committed to developing kingdom relationships. The new apostolic leader understands that the kingdom of God is built on relationships And not only ministry, oh my God. I know I'm a little too deep for y'all. I know y'all, I just lost some of y'all. So you got to focus a lot of your time on building into key kingdom relationships through informal settings that encourage the development of friendships. I know you just want to hang out with the bishops. I know you just want to hang out uh, with other uh, uh, fivefold ministry leaders, but you have to develop uh, these relationships for God to open doors so that you can get into key places to effectuate kingdom influence. Oh, yeah. I'm about I'm about done. Uh, another thing the, the, the new 21st century apostolic leaders are not event driven, but process driven. Let me say that again. We're not moved by the revival. We're not moved by your latest conference. We're not moved by your convocation. No, we're not event driven, but we are process driven. Apostolic leaders are, are far and by large tired of conferences. Yeah, we realize that big events take a lot of money. Big events take a lot of time. Big events take a lot of effort, uh, but they don't produce lasting fruit. Uh, see I, I lost somebody else right there and see we are more prone to invest in our time in smaller and more strategic gatherings that create space for dialogue fellowship prayer and strategy instead of monologues that come with the typical conference format oh man i gotta go i gotta go uh I, my wife waiting on me i gotta go exercise okay next uh, the new apostolic, uh, apostolic leadership we're statesmen that can collaborate with those who even disagree with us. New apostolic leaders are rooted enough in their calling, y'all not hear me, that we are able to integrate on a high level with people of other faiths. Uh, I'm not saying we are compromising and switching over, but we can integrate on a higher level with them, uh, even though uh, we have different ideologies, different political persuasions from the left or the right. We're not stuck in a Christian ghetto where everybody thinks and talks the same. We realize that the world needs our influence and our leadership if we're to have a chance to experience. We just know that if we can just get into these spaces and let them experience the kingdom of Yahweh, then they'll want to buy in to the kingdom. Are y'all hear me? So we function as the salt and the light of the earth oh man oh man i'm about done and so we're comfortable with both the secular and the sacred vernacular this 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 new apostolic leader is just as conversant with the lingua franca what i mean by the lingua franca i'm talking about the language of the day of the secular world just as we are the church world not only do we study scripture but we study the news. We study the Wall Street Journal so that we are well-versed in finance. We study the New York Times. We study The Economist. Are y'all getting where I'm coming from? So we can understand the secular world that most influential people live in. Oh, y'all. See, the apostolic leader of the present and the future would be just as comfortable sitting uh, and speaking with the CEO of a Fortune 500 company as they would be speaking with the bishop of the church oh my god and and, and see this new 21st century apostolic leader uh, uh, are entrepreneurs more or less with a kingdom agenda rather than a consumerist agenda the new apostolic leader would be creative enough to be financially prosperous, but holy enough to steward their resources for the sake of the kingdom. Instead of leveraging their wealth for opulent lifestyles, we live reasonably and responsibly in the fear of the Lord. Why? Because we have a broader, a much broader view of cultural engagement than the last generation. See, the earlier 20th century saw a shift from the fundamentalist movement of non-cultural engagement to the evangelical movement of the Christian right with political engagement. But oh no, baby, we, the new apostolic leaders, have a broad interest involving the proper stewardship of creation. Human rights, empowering poor folk, creating uh NGOs that serve community, educational strategies, global initiatives to aid developing nations, microfinancing, sustainable economic policies for the nations. See, we see beyond uh what's happening in our front yard. We see that too. But efforts at reconciliation between warring factions. See, this would not trump but be an addition to our engagement regarding religious liberty, marriage, and the sanctity of life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 this is good. I don't want to overpass my time. We also focus on equipping the next generation. See, this new apostolic leader will have a multi-generational approach that equips younger leaders to be more effective than the previous generation. This includes intentionally integrating young leaders into our decision-making processes, as well as major ministry initiatives. This also involves creating opportunities for them to be creative to make mistakes and grow as well as preparing them to lead in the marketplace and to develop their own networks or organizations. I hope this has blessed you. I got more, but it's time for me to go. God bless you and may heaven smile upon you. I love you all. Peace in Jesus' name. Amen.